All right. Sunday. It is Sunday, so that means we have a Sunday sports talk with Soul Brother, or if you want to call me George, you can. I don't really care at this point. We really got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. A lot of good stuff. I'm actually excited. We'll talk about some NBA stuff. We'll talk about some NFL stuff. Pretty much the NFL offseason, what's going on in, in the NBA. But let's start off with the start off with the good stuff. Start off with the biggest story of the week. Start off with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has a grade two MCL sprain, which will keep out which will keep Kevin Durant out indefinitely. Bob Myers, the GM, he said that at this time it's just speculation to guess when the time frame is. He said he'll heal. That's his body heals. And when he's healed and our, and our doctors clear him and we feel like it's safe, he'll play. I want to know as much as you guys, but at this point, the plan is just to re- reevaluate him and see where he's at in four weeks. Okay. So, I feel as if this is worse than we think. Because if you say, they didn't say he'll be healed. In four to six weeks. They said that they will re-evaluate. Which more likely means. Okay we see what this is. This not looking good. But we're going to check it again. And we're going to check it again in four to six weeks. Hopefully it's not as bad as we possibly think it is. And I think that's exactly what it is. I don't think it's like something simple. And a whole like thing where. Oh he'll be back in a couple. Before playoff time. They they didn't say that. They said that to reevaluate. When they reevaluate it, he might need an extra two to four weeks just to go back to his normal self. And to think, this is a grade two MCL sprain. And then coming last year, Steph Steph Curry had a grade one MCL sprain against the Rockets, and he wasn't the same for the entire playoffs. This is grade two from a guy who usually have knee surgeries. I think he had about two already, two knee surgeries already, and now he has a grade two sprain. I don't think that knee going to keep healing as fast as it's been, as, as fast as it can every time he gets injured. I think, in my opinion, I'm not a doctor, but I do think the knee definitely heals slower the more it gets screwed up. The more it gets messed up, the more it gets injured. And then here's something else he said, which um tells me that it's probably worse than it is. He because um, Bob Myers, the Warriors GM, he acknowledged about the, the uh, about 10, 15 minute window about the Warriors when they thought that he'll be out for the season. He says there was a moment where there was a potential different diagnosis. But that didn't last too long, and most of it was let was let's get get together image. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> the guy. I'm I'm reading his quote, and it just looks weird. Let's get another image to make sure we have a clear look at this, and that's what determined the final diagnosis. As I was told, and um, I should reread that. I don't know if I understood what I just said, because I fucked it up. 
Okay, there was a moment where there was a potential different diagnosis, but that didn't last too long, and most of us wanted, wanted a different image to make sure we have a clear look at this. And that's what determined the final diagnosis, as I was told. Now, let's think about what he said here. I feel like this is worse than it is. I feel like this is way worse than what it actually, what they actually telling us. Because they looked at it and they said, man, this guy is really messed up. But then they was like, wait, let's reevaluate. They didn't really say, okay, it's not like that. My bad. I'm going to do it. I'm going to check it again. No, not my, never mind. Just four to six weeks. It didn't, they didn't say that. He said that they want to look at it. They want to, they want to get a, another image to make sure that it was clear. It was a clear look at this. And it's still not a clear look at what's wrong. Why? Because they have to reevaluate, which means they got to go see a clearer look in four to six weeks. This may just be worse than it is. My question now is, I'm sure a lot of people have this question. How does Durant injury impact the Warriors in the West in the Western Conference during the playoffs? And I have potential teams in the West that can beat the Warriors. Can possibly beat the Warriors without Durant. Challenge. And could possibly beat them when Durant comes back. Number one is a team that no one counted out in the first place, the Spurs. You can't count the Spurs out. Let's think about the Spurs. They are the Patriots of the NBA. The Greg Popovich system in San Antonio is very, very important. It is almost, it's honestly amazing to me, which is why I call him the greatest coach of all time, because it does not matter who's on that team. That man always find a way to get to the playoffs. Like now, um, Saturday night. If you guys just got here, it, today's Sunday. Saturday night, they um they clinched the playoff berth, and the Spurs done that for the twentieth twenty straight seasons off of Greg Popovich's system. This team can beat the Warriors already. They proved that. They proved the Warriors can be beaten in the first game. Yeah, you can say the chemistry was off, but technically, when you think about it, you know, they say can't, they haven't played together. You can say that too. But when you think about it, with Kevin Durant being hurt and then him coming back, they have to now readjust now going into the playoffs. Then they got to readjust again when Kevin Durant comes back. And if they play in the Spurs and they're trying to still figure things out, they're not going to get that. the Spurs. I got the Spurs in six. If they got to reevaluate and figure things out again, because you got to be on the money and, and be ready when you go against the Spurs. There is no room for adjustments. Like, not, I mean, not in the game, yeah, adjustment, but there's no room for trying to adjust playing with a new, almost like a new person again. Or having to switch your game plan back and forth. Cause I feel like the Spurs already had. I can say they, they they have the Warriors number, but they do they definitely can shake the Warriors even when they was playing well. Yes, I thought the I, I had the Warriors going to the finals, but right now I don't know. 
With that injury, I just do not know. Let's think about another team, the Rockets. The Rockets was already giving the Warriors problems this season with Durant being healthy. If they see the Rockets before Durant get back, well, I, th I think they won't. I think Durant, honestly, I think Durant possibly will be, will more likely be back when the playoffs start. They will more than likely be back. But the Rockets, if, if Durant has the same, um, if Durant has the same effect of his injury the way Stephen Curry did, and he's not the his same his, his self until it's truly healed. Then the Rockets could possibly beat them. I'm, I still edge the Warriors a little bit, but the Rockets definitely have a chance now. They're playing very well, and I think they. I don't really know. I don't know what their record is, but I think they, they can get close to the 60 game mark this year. Possibly. I didn't even expect that. I was expecting that team to just pretty much just fall into pieces. And that was just been it. Another team, and this is this is a big scenario. Who knows? But only if this if this scenario happens, then then this is possible. Let's say Durant cannot play in the first round. He coming and he you know he's still recovering and coming again the first round. And then the Warriors dropped to a second seed to the to the Spurs, which I don't think would happen because the Spurs is definitely about to relax a lot because they just they they're in the playoffs. They don't care at this point. But um yeah, so let's say you go to a second seed. You have the Thunder in the seventh seed. The Warriors don't have Durant. The Warriors don't have size. And the Thunder do. They have size and they have Westbrook. Not saying it's a sure end for the Thunder, but it is definitely a scary thought for the Warriors to play them without Durant. Because you gotta remember, the reason why they got Durant is because they lost everything that made them made the pretty much made the Warriors as great as they are. They are and was. Just to get Durant. You lose Durant, now you have a team. Now you have now you have Curry, you have Curry, Clay, Draymond, Iguodala, who's not really playing as good as he used to, and then you got a whole bunch of just other guys. You don't have well, you do have Sean Livingston, okay, but you don't have the rest of them guys that created that seventy three and nine team. That's why I don't think they can just jump back into that team again. And then at the same time, without Durant, who was leading them in blocks, who was pretty much playing very well he's playing very well as almost almost as a center but he wasn't playing center but it was almost as if he was a center the way he was playing but again the thunder has a chance to at least push this day game from to me being four if they played each other i thought the warriors beat him in four if they played if they went against each other with durant but without durant this game goes to about six and possibly seven with a potential thunder win over the Warriors in the playoffs. It's possible. I don't think it's going to happen. But you got to think, without Durant, this team really, they just lost to the Bulls. And you know, I love the Bulls, but the Bulls ain't that good to be losing to the Warriors, and they lost to the Bulls. And I think one of the biggest reasons why they lost to the Bulls is because of Curry and Thompson's uh, mid-season slump. Curry and Clay are 11 and 64 from three in the last three games. 
since like basically since Durant got hurt. They asked Clay about it. About um is Durant injury the reason why they haven't been shooting well? Clay said, not at all. I struggled last year for the first 20 games and Kevin wasn't here. So it has nothing to do with Kevin. And that's true. It has nothing to do with Kevin. Clay does this. Clay had a midseason slump last year. And then he went just absolutely crazy after that. He had a little slump after he got out of it. He went nuts. He just killed it. He was killing. He was scoring everything. But the man was virtually unstoppable for a, for a while. Just virtually unstoppable. Like, if, like sometimes if Curry wasn't on, Clay was on fire. If, if Curry was on, Clay was still on fire. You think about when they was down 3-1 against the Thunder. And they came all the way back. Why? Because one of those games, I think Clay had like 36 in the third quarter. Trust me, Clay will be fine. The only problem is they just got to adjust again. That's the biggest problem. And then Curry talks about how he about his slump. He says, the reason I take them is because I believe I can make them. Been that way my whole career, and I won't change based on three games. I like that. It's three games. You don't need to change nothing. You've been playing like you've been you've been playing like this for years. There's going to be times you miss. You can't make every shot, and there's going to be times you miss more shots than you make. That doesn't mean you got to change everything. You know, if I was run, if I work, if I go to work and I ran and I was running late, and I feel like I've been running late for the last two days. That don't mean I have to really change everything. It's just a little something, and maybe I, and I'll get over it. Maybe I was, maybe I overslept too for for two days. Overslept for two days. So what? Just um, wake up, get my alarm on, cut my alarm on. I don't have to do a whole overhaul change and start getting up three hours early just to make sure I'm on time for work. Or you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I got to go work at 8, I'm going to get up at 5 to make sure I'm up at 8, just to make sure I get to work at 8, just because I was late for two days. I've never been late before. I'm late for two days. Now I need to get up for three hours, three hours early. That's a bit much. Same thing goes for Curry. Curry, yeah, we've, we've seen Curry shoot. He's the greatest shooter of all time. When you shoot the ball, you will have slumps. You will. That's just how... The NBA works. You're going to have your slumps. No one is just a hundred percent on the money every time when they shoot. No one's hundred percent on the money in the NBA. That's just not how the NBA works. There will be times you have slumps, and I think Curry will be fine. He's gonna get it. He gonna, he gonna get it right. He gonna he gonna start. It's gonna start going for him again. Cause you think about it, the shots he's taking are the shots he always take, and the ball is not like he's having terrible misses. These misses are, they look like they're going in. And yeah, you can say, you know, every time Curry shoot, they always look like it's going in. But when I was watching the Bears, no, not the Bears. When I was watching the Bulls game, he rimmed out a lot. A lot of shots was going in and out. A lot of them. And they weren't going in and out. It was like, just missing. It wasn't bad misses. There's a thing between, there's a difference between bad misses and good misses. If I shoot a three and it rims out, that's a good miss. I shouldn't have to change my shot because... It went in there, but it just it rimmed out. Sometimes you miss. But if I'm shooting threes from the corner and I'm airballing, yeah, that's something. That's a problem. If I'm shooting a three and I'm hitting all backboard, yeah, that's a problem. I'm just smacking backboard every time. That's a problem. 
But if I'm shooting threes and it's just rimming out, I don't need to change nothing. Sometimes the ball is just not dropping that night. You know? And that's how his shots are. His shot is not, he's not having bad misses. They're just not going. Sometimes they just do not go in. There's nothing you can change. It's just not going to go in sometimes. And for those who's probably overreacting, talking about, oh man, Curry don't got it no more. Yeah, you guys are tripping. Because Curry, trust me, Curry understands how to shoot. It's always a science to him. But science ain't always right. That sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta retest things and relook at things. You know, science. I don't got time to talk about science. This ain't science. This is a sports show. It's a Sunday sports talk, and you're listening to Soul Brother. You can call me George if you want, but I'd rather be called Soul Brother. Why? Because I don't like the name George that much. I don't. Such a weird name. I hate. I always hated hearing my name being called in class when I when, during attendance. I hated all that. It's just not not my thing. Even, you know, I'll even tell people, like, while I was working in groups, I'll ask my name, I'll say, George, but you can call me Soul Brother. That's just what I say. You can call me Soul Brother. That's just me. That's what I say. But let's get into some other NBA news. And there's been a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. And one of one injury that happened, not, pretty much not, probably not as important as um KD. But it is, it is important, and I think it's important. I think it's something people need to realize. Um, the Sixers, Joel Embiid, out for the rest of the season with a torn meniscus. Okay, so here's what... I don't know. Here's what the Sixers president said. Our primary objective and focus remains to protect his long-term health and ability to perform on the basketball court. The Sixers president also said, as our medical team and performance staff continue their diligence in the well, evaluation, treatment, and rehab, rehab, God, Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, and his rehabbing of Joel's injury, we will provide any updates when available. And B said, I wasn't too happy with the way it was kind of handled we kind of handled before, and B told reporters in Philadelphia last Thursday, as far as the day-to-day part, I was told initially then that I was going to miss at least two or three weeks, so I wasn't happy with the way it was handled as far as telling the public he was day-to-day. I thought keeping my name out of there was going to just, like, literally have people think about me all the time instead of just saying when I was going to be back. It looks like Embiid's, you know, as you see, Embiid's not really too happy with how the Sixers handled it. And for this injury, this torn meniscus from Joel Embiid, all I can say to Sixers fans, is this a process Sixers fans should trust? Should you trust this process? Have Like, should you, though? Like, I feel like Sixers Sixer fans are still trying to trust this. I'm not saying that he's going to come like completely never play again or anything like that, but the man is not going to be what y'all think he's going to be. He's not going to be the next guy for the for the for the Sixers. He's not. Ben Simmons maybe. Ben Simmons really 
Ben Simmons might. He might be the next guy for the 76ers, but no, not Embiid. I'm sorry, Embiid is not. Joel Embiid has played in way fewer games in his first three years than Greg Oden did. Embiid played 31 games out of 246 games. Oden played 82. He has a, like he has a season injury from a wide open dunk while under restricted minutes and not playing back to back games. These are reasons Embiid cannot be trusted and could be a bust for the Sixers. You're under restricted minutes. I don't even think he was playing 30 minutes. And he wasn't even playing back-to-back games. They was treating him like they was treating Tim Duncan last year. In his last in his final year with the in the NBA before he retired. They're treating this man like this now. He's been in the league for three years. And he's just now playing in his third year. How can y'all trust this process? How? And then let's think about this. Most big men get injured and never really, never truly come back as well as they were. Or not at all. They probably just don't come back at all. Yeah, I mean, foot injury. I was forced to retire. Dwight Howard got that back injury. Man was a beast. Got that back injury. Look at him now. Look at him now. You don't even hear about him anymore. He don't even make all-star games. He's completely off, pretty much off the map. He's been off the map. And that's not say, oh, he just got like this. No, he's been like this since he first went to L.A. The moment he got to L.A., he became that. Again, Greg Oden, his knee. When last time you heard of him? Hasn't been around in a long time. These big men cannot really be trusted. They can't be. You can't. I'm. I wouldn't draft. I just. I just wouldn't draft centers. I wouldn't. I wouldn't draft them. I'd rather get them out the free agency. I wouldn't draft centers. Cause centers has way too much. It's way too injury prone. They are way, way too injury prone. I would not draft centers. I would get them out the free agency when they're proven. White side is proven. Get them out the free agency. You cannot trust centers in the draft. I, that's just me. You can't. And then, again, our, my other question is, are people meant to be seven feet on a basketball court? I think it's rare. Yeah, we have seen some amazing seven-footers on the basketball court, but I do think it's rare. It is very, very rare that these guys that these guys don't get injured and end up being worse off for it or not coming back from it. Yao Ming had the same foot injury every year. And he kept getting out every year. Joel Embiid is having a knee injury every year. I think, yeah, I think it's his knee. Yeah, he's having a knee injury every year. I'm going to I'm have to check that. Don't quote me on that. I think it was his knee injury that got him out in the first place. And I think he got injured in college for a knee, I think. I can't remember. I think it was his foot or his knee. I can't remember. But it's definitely oh, it's in his leg area. I do know that. And we got to also remember, this man, again, got injured from a wide open dunk. He's out. For, he's out for the season 
over a wide open dunk. I don't know. I don't know what you want. I don't know. What to do. I don't know what you expected from this guy because it's not. There's nothing coming from this. He may still be in the league, but he just will not be the process that people want him to be. I'm hope. Now don't get me wrong. I'm rooting for him because I do like him. Be I want him to be great. I need people to understand. I want him to be great because I do like him. I do like how he play. He's one of the few centers that that still can move like he can. That still have any type of you know that's actually any good and not any good, but like just have actual like really good skill a really good skill center that's like seven feet you don't see that anymore he's really good but just looking at looking at what i'm just looking at what he's done so far with the with him being injured all the time him being injured from a wide open dunk him getting restricted minutes and still getting injured in his back-to-back games and not playing back-to-back games and having you know 31 games out of 246 it's just hard for me to trust a process like that that is a horrible process to trust think about the process that he speaks of you go your process is i'm gonna go from i'm not gonna play for i'm basically like three years i'm gonna go play 31 games out of 246 i'm gonna have a we're gonna have a season ending it's gonna be a season ending injury i'm gonna be under restricted minutes and no back-to-back games but get injured off a wide open dunk this is your this Sixers fans. This is your process. Those are your process right there. What? How can you trust a process like that? It's like if I'm in college. Not yeah. It's like I'm in college, right? I'm in class, and it, and I, and then he tells us how to do. He teaches us the process of our project. What is the process? How do we do this? And he say, okay, well, you got to do this, this, and this. But the problem is. You don't have this to do that. You don't have this to do this. But at some point, I want you to understand that you need to try to get an A anyway. How am I supposed to get an A if I can't even trust that I can even that I can do any of this because you're not giving me the tools to do it? You know? You're not giving me the tools to do anything. It's like, oh, I need you to search some up on Google, but you can't use computers. It's, I know that's a, these are terrible examples, all right? I know, but you understand what I'm saying. It's a stupid... Like, you can't tell me to trust a process that's stupid, basically. That just doesn't work. This doesn't work. I can't trust this. If, as a, if I was a Sixer fan, I couldn't trust this. I couldn't trust this organization, but I couldn't definitely couldn't trust this. Because at first I thought, maybe the Sixers are tanking. They say, you know what, why even deal with it? That's what it sounded like the Sixers president was, even, was saying, was that, you know, we tanking, basically. We tanking, and we don't want to create further injury for Embiid. That's what I thought. But then it looked like it was, but then finds out that's even worse than that. They said, it, and you know, it just looks worse than that. It's starting to look worse than that. It don't like a tank. It looks like the man is, is not going to be who he was. Okay, well. Let's switch over. We still in the NBA. We ain't getting to, we about to get to the NFL soon. We still in the NBA. Okay, I want to talk about one more thing. Will LeBron's new additions to his team is this the best team LeBron has ever played on? I think this is. I think this is the best 
he's ever played on. LeBron has not played on a team better than the team he has right now. Don't get, I know there's gonna people. There's gonna be people who say the Heat, but it's not the Heat. I'm sorry, it is not the Heat. They had Dwayne Wade, they had Bosh, and they had him. That is all they had. That's it for six, seven years. Let's think about it. Let's let's break it down. LeBron first six, seven years with the Cavaliers. Over half that team is not in the league anymore. Who was on that team? Iron Noble. Um. Jamario Moon, Daniel Gibson, um, Eric Snow, Agowskis, another seven-footer that didn't pan out through the, due to injury, um, Drew Gooden, at a time, Carlos Boozer. Come on now. When the last time I even heard these names? LeBron was playing with these guys and looking like contenders with these guys. Are you kidding me? Makes me wonder if he had a good team this whole time. Could he have a... How many championships he would have won, you know? But... Nah, nah, he probably wouldn't have won anyway. Knowing the way he melted down his first year with the Heat. But let's go to... The next part of his career when he went to Miami. After they big three, they had nothing. They had an end up with Ray Allen, but Ray Allen was so past his prime, it was ridiculous. Was he still making threes? Yes, he was. He made one of the greatest three-point shots in finals history, but... Again, they got this big three after that. Who? Mario Chalmers? He's not even in the league. Ray Allen's not in the league. Norris Cole, I think he just got out of the free agency recently. I think. No, this is not. It's just not. like a, It's not good. Like This Miami team wasn't that good. They was old. They were old. They had an injured Dwayne Wade. And Bosch played well, but... LeBron and Bosch with an injured Dwayne Wade is not LeBron's best team. And LeBron completely played out of his mind. He was playing the absolute best basketball he's ever played in Miami. Let's look at this year. This team has everything a championship need, a championship team needs. Veterans, finals experience, size, guys who can make plays, and obviously the best player in the world. They have two of everything. You have Kyrie Irving, who's backing up Kyrie Irving, Darren Williams. You have... J.R. Smith, who's backing up J.R. Smith, and Mon Shumpert. You have LeBron James, who's backing up LeBron James. You have Kyle Corbett. You have, um, I think you have another guy. I can't remember him. I can't remember who. But then you, you go into the power forward spot. You have Kevin Love, who's backing up Kevin Love, Derek Williams. Derek Williams been playing pretty good basketball. And then you have Shannon Fry also backing him up. And then you go into the center spot. You have Tristan Thompson, who's trapped, who's backing up Tristan Thompson. You have Andrew Bogut. You have two of everything. Some of them you have three. And I'm probably missing some people. That team looking pretty good. That's looking like the best overall team in the league right now. Screw super team. That's just an overall great team. An overall just great team. It's amazing. Oh, and then you have Richard Jefferson also following LeBron. Yeah, LeBron, you got Kyle Clover, and you have Richard Jefferson who's been playing well. See, I knew I was missing people. You have a really good roster. They have, like, that is a really good roster. And I think the Cavs are definitely a lot in the uh, in the finals, obviously. The Eastern Edge, the, I don't, look, I'm a Celtic fan, but the Celtics are not beating that team. They beat them in the season, yes, but they're not beating that team. I'm sorry. The Celtics not beating that team in the playoffs. They're, they're locked for the finals. 
But are they a lock for a championship? I don't think so. They're not a lock for the... They are, they are not a lock for the championship. But with KD injury, they have become the favorite. Am I, for me, the Warriors was the favorite for me coming in. The Cavs are now the favorites. The Warriors was... Like, you know, like I told you, the Warriors was my favorite... Was my favorite coming in to the season, but I don't know if they will be. I don't even think they could be the Spurs. Like I said earlier, I don't think they can be the Spurs anymore. Now the question is, can the Cavaliers beat the Spurs? I don't care who the, for who the Cavs got. That Greg Popovich system. I don't care who the Cavs have. That Greg Popovich system can beat you any day. I don't care who you have on your team. That's that can beat you any day. But. I would. I wish. I. I want to see the Warriors and I want to see the Warriors and Cavs, and I want to see the Warriors in full strength, ready to go. But I don't think it's gonna be that. For anything, I'm starting to think it might be the Cavs and Spurs again. And if it's the Cavs and Spurs, I'm going to put the Cavs. I got the Cavs winning whoever they play, but I just won't count the Spurs. Like I said in my book, they are the favorites. Really good stuff today. Really good stuff. I'm really, I was really excited to do this podcast today. I was all prepared. I have my notes. I have everything. I prepared all week for this one. Why? I don't know. Really, I'm excited. I'm excited now. I haven't been doing them. I haven't been doing them in a while. And I found a, uh, I don't know. I found a, a, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just having fun. I love this. I love doing this. I miss doing this. I'm trying to get Sprags to come back. I'm trying. He said he got Sundays free, so hopefully I can bring him back. I want Sprags back, man. Sprags is cool. Um, I was supposed to have my cousin here, Trey, to come in. I had him on one of my shows. He's he supposed to come in today, but he supposed to come yesterday. I was going to do it last night. I called him. I was going to do it last night and, just, and upload this today, but I, I called him, and he didn't answer. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll just do this tomorrow morning. He didn't call back, so I'm like, okay. Um... But yeah, we're going to let's go. I'm gonna talk about the NFL. I'm gonna talk about the NFL for a little bit, then I'm gonna let you guys go. I'm gonna talk about the Steelers signing Antonio Brown to a new five year deal. The contract is essentially a four year extension worth $68 million that runs through 2021. And according to NFL Network Insider Ian Rappaport, it includes a $19 million signing bonus and and um, Antonio Brown also has a one has one year remaining on his current deal, which was set to pay him just four point seventy one million in twenty seventeen. Does he deserve his money? Yes, he do. He does deserve it. Some people think he don't because you know wide receivers. Because I mean, Tom Brady is proven every day wide receivers not that not that important. Because when you think about it, Antonio Brown is great, and um, Julio Jones is great. How much did Julio Jones really affect the Falcons? What really the what did Julio Jones do for the Falcons as much that they couldn't do did without him? No tell don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Julio Jones is a great player. He's amazing. But at the same time, let's think about Julio Jones for a minute. Let's think about it. The man like they were scoring 40 with or without him playing. They were scoring 40. Wide receivers are always needed. Trust me. But sometimes 
as, as the Patriots has proven, but this is the Patriots system. I don't think every system work can work this way. But every team do but you know, every team don't need the superstar wide receiver. You just need good wide you can just you can you can flourish with good wide receivers with a great quarterback. But we can't deny he does deserve it. Brown does deserve this. He deserves it. He you know he had 106 catches. He finished second in the NFL with 106 catches for 1,284 yards and 12 touchdowns. Since 2011, um, Antonio Brown led the league in targets, receptions, and receiving yards, while tying Hall of Famer Marvin Harrison with four straight campaigns of 100-plus catches in the regular season. I think that's worth $68 million. I guess that's worth it. You know, five years. I thought they, I, I, people wasn't sure what he was going to do because of the Facebook Live thing he did. But I knew, look, the man is talented enough where if he, if he messed up, he, he could be forgiven. Now, if he done this and he wasn't as good as people, if he wasn't that good, he probably wouldn't have came back. But when you need a player, you take care of that player no matter what. Okay, so... I also want to talk about Colin Kaepernick <laughs> opting out of his 49ers contract. The man, I don't know who's going to take the guy. Because he, he hasn't produced enough consistently to be a starting quarterback in uh, in this upcoming season. At least for a team that's not rebuilding. Maybe a rebuilding team will take him. I don't even think that, though. Maybe Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns will probably take They'll take any quarterback at this point in their life. But, although they'll take, like, I don't think the Bears will take him. You know, I don't think any of the other bad teams really take him. It's a way, I mean, like, no, it's not even, it's outside of his social issues. I don't, I'm not talking about that. Just him, his game alone. I mean, you could probably use him as like a little for like trick plays or something. If you do trick, if you're into trick plays, you can use him. But that's about it. But his skill set, you know, his, like I said, his skill set is still valuable in a backup role. I don't see any possible teams that would care to take him though. Kaepernick, and it's crazy. Cause Kaepernick was due 16.9 million in salary and, and salary and bonus in 2017. But at this point, I think he'll definitely be taking less in the free agency. He shouldn't have opted out. I don't know why he think people just want him now. And also, he also said um, that he will stand during the National Anthem next season. I have mixed feelings for that. I 100% was on board with him for for, for taking a knee. 100% on board. Because like I said, you take a knee during the National Anthem because he felt like those words are not representing what's happening in today's society, which makes 100% sense, and I, and I 100% agree. But at the same time, people got all outraged. I'm just like, why are getting out? Why y'all so angry? Talk about oh what he hate he hate the troops. What do you mean he hate the troops? Like like if the army going into the war for a song. If it if I if if I if everybody if all our troops went to the war because they heard the they heard the national anthem, then we're in trouble. If you're not going to war for for real reasons, and not because of a national anthem, like it's a song, 
I don't think they're they're they are these troops. You know, these troops are fighting for our freedom. They're fighting for us. They're fighting for America. They're not fighting for a song. I promise you, they're not. They're not fighting for a song. They're fighting for us. We are not. America is not created from a song. We are, we are not. All of we are not made because of a song. We're made because of who we are. At least who we are, or who we can be, or what we can represent. What we represent now, I don't, I don't agree with, but what we can represent. I would say, you know, but he do what? Look, you know, his his contracts up. He headed to the free agency. Colin Kaepernick's headed to the free agency, right? Colin Kaepernick decides to stand during the national anthem next season. It's just not a good look. You could have just started standing. It's not a good look because it's just like, uh, you know, now you want to stand when you when you look when you waiting for a team to pick you up. Now you waiting to stand because now you want like now you headed to the now you you know you want that contract but so now you say I'm gonna go ahead and stand. Come on now, it just sounds like you're trying to get on a team and show them that you will, that you will cooperate. Like come on. Kind of like a sellout, but Jay, like Jalen Rose said, you know, it's not truly selling out when you're the only one who do. You're the one who did it first, and I can't. And he also said that you know you can't. Like he didn't expect him to just take a knee for the entire, you know, the for the rest of his career. And I guess that's true. I guess we kind of went away from that. I guess you can. He, I guess, and when you think about, it, he wasn't finna just take a knee for the rest of his career. And he is making change. Let's be serious. He's saying he's making some changes. He has. He's he's gotten players to start speaking on social issues more. He's gotten uh, he's gotten companies like Nike with the equality thing, the equality commercial. Got them speaking on it more. He has done things. He still oh he still donates to uh, organizations. He still does those things. I don't think he really speaks on them much. I hope he don't because I don't really believe in doing charities and then speaking on them. Or doing charities and then announcing it to the public that you did one. You know, it's like if I gave a homeless man twenty dollars and I have and then I jumped on top of a car and let everybody know what I just done. It's just like man, just give him twenty dollars to keep it moving. You know, but Colin. I mean, look, honestly, it's not. I'm, I don't even know why I'm talking about this. It's not really a big story. Maybe him standing was pretty much a big story because he was not going to do that and now he's doing that. But at the same time, we know that he might not even get. No one might not sign him, number one. And if they do, he's going to be a backup and he's not going to play. But anyway, lastly, well, not lastly, I got, I got one more thing after this. NFL PA suggested league ban leaping over the line. You know, when you get the goal line going for the touchdown, you leap over. And NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. Elaborate on NFLPA stance Thursday. It's really a play that did not sound like a competition committee had been dealing with this much until over the last couple of years. And now NFLPA so badly as is as is clearly the case wants to eliminate this for safety reasons. Rapport said it certainly would seem difficult for NFL teams to go against that. I would not be surprised with the backing of the NFLPA that this happens and players are no longer allowed to leap over the center. I have a question. 
And if you listen to this, please, you know, go to my go to my Twitter and, and answer this for me. Cause I may maybe I don't know, but you know my Twitter is um at it, it, it's it's gonna be in the description. It's at so it's at at it's, it's at soul x brother uh, underline. You'll see it. Underscore me. You'll see it. You'll see it when you search it. But I never heard of a player getting seriously injured because of leaping over the line. I've never heard of it. Have any. If like seriously, let me know if when you if you like, for people hearing this that know me, will you see me or text me or anything like that? Please tell me when has a player actually been seriously injured from this, from leaping over the line? How are you going? You can't make a a rule. This is this is ridiculous. You can't make a rule about how a person should try to score. That's just me. In NFL, you cannot, you should make a rule on that. The goal is to score. Don't tell me how I should score. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Don't score that way. Score another way. This is just a classic example of the NFL wasting time and overly analyzing the game again. I understand helmet to helmet. That's understandable. Concussions and seeing the the the, the effects of the concussions from the from the past players before them okay that's understandable helmet to helmet is very understandable but this is ridiculous this is ridiculous you guys have no proof on this actually being a safety problem it looks like it could be a safety problem and y'all want to jump on it you're over you're over analyzing this y'all over analyzing it and you know respect to the nfl for always trying to improve their game but sometimes y'all overdo it Lastly, I want to just talk about which is more important when building a team, the free agency or the draft. I'm going to say the draft. The draft is very important. Very important, especially in the NFL. It is very important. I believe, and like, if you go off what the, what, what the uh, Patriots do, if you go off pretty much what the Spurs do, if you go off what many teams do, many winning teams, they don't just run around grabbing a bunch of free agents. Some do, and it works. NBA is a, is a, is a, NBA, you can do that. You can do that in NBA. NFL, you really can't do that. Because in NFL, the free agency, usually when in the NFL, if you're going into the free agency, it's because that team didn't want you anymore. And it's not because you're unhappy. It usually because, for the most part, it's because you are, like, ain't like not angry, but you're just upset. Like you're like, not upset. I'm, I'm sorry. You're injury prone. You're old, or people don't want you anymore. You just you just don't have the skill anymore. That's usually what it is. You have to build in the draft. You look at other teams. They build in the draft. And actually, I would like to elaborate this more next week because Sprague should be on next week. So I'm going to elaborate that more next week. But this has been the Sunday Sports Talk with Soul Brother, and I'm signing out.